What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by sad boy himself, Barrett Courtney. Tim, I'm ready to shoot some pikes and snort some lizards. You know what I'm saying, buddy? Let's go. What a surprise. What a surprise that was. I'm sure we're going to get all into it, of course, with the one and only. We've had many, many weeks of being the Spider Boys. And here we are now, the Boba Boys. It is Anthony Carboni. Oh, a pleasure to be here. A pleasure to be talking about our boy who just came out of the mucus pit and is going to be living a mucus-free life, hopefully. <laughs> He's so dry. He's so impossibly dry. <laughs> he came from he came from being so covered in goop and mucus, and now he's so dry. Yeah. He's Wait, so Bar- dry. What did you call him right before we went live? Uh, Roberto Fettuccini. I love my, it. My I boy. love it. My, my very dry and wet boy. <laughs> I love it more than anything. Of course, this is the kind of funny screencast where every single week, at least once a week, we review a TV show, a movie, or react to a trailer. There's a lot of entertainment stuff going on uh, early in 2022. So there's going to be many weeks. We're doing it multiple times a week, which is super fun. You can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it on podcast services by searching for kind of funny screencast, and we'll be right there for you. The fun thing is a lot of you were asking for our trailer reactions to also be put up on the podcast feed because we react to the trailer but then we spend like 20 minutes talking about the thing so that is going to be on the podcast feed as well starting today because later we're going to react to the batman trailer uh that went live over the holiday break that we haven't been able to react to yet because we were on break as well uh so you're gonna be able to check that out i'm very excited we have a lot of cool screencast stuff coming up we got boba fett today we're talking about episodes one and two we're hopefully going to be doing these week to week for every episode for the rest of the season um and also next week we're going to start doing that for dc's peacemaker the james gunn show on hbo max really excited for that as well uh fingers crossed in the most hopeful way this corona stuff kind of like gets a little chiller in the next couple weeks because if it does we will do a jackass forever review um and an uncharted review uh but that's only if it's safe to go to those movie theaters so we'll have to wait and see a little housekeeping for you today actually right now on the fifth it is our seven year anniversary of being kind of funny of us leaving ign I can't believe that. That's insane. So to celebrate that, we're going to celebrate our seven years on the 7th. That is this Friday. We're going to be doing a super long stream. Everyone's going to be hanging out. Shenanigans will be had. Will Kevin and Mike stay up till like 4 a.m.? Probably. Yeah. But we'll have to, to wait and find out. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games this Friday. Come hang out. Let's have some fun. Um, and another new thing that we're starting as of now with this episode of Screencast we are going to allow you to write your questions, your comments, your concerns, your theories, whatever it is you want to hear us talk about about these trailers or TV shows or movies by going to kindoffunny.com slash screencast. Uh, we are not putting that behind a Patreon paywall. It is just for anybody to write in so we can, you know, stir the conversations, get some things going. But if you did want to be a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where now a new thing starting this year is you can watch this show live as it's being recorded and you can get the show ad free and you can also be a patreon producer just like molecule james davis and pranksy have done we appreciate you all so very much today we're brought to you by upstart raycon and express vpn i know that was a very long rigmarole it's longer than normal i promise it won't always be that long so let's get right into it the book of boba fett we're reviewing episodes one and two anthony carboni i want to start with you sure what do you want to start with? What do you what, want? Where do you want to start, Tim? Where Where are you at with the show where so am I far? At? 
where am I at so far? This is, I can tell already, this is a slow burn, lore building, connective tissue kind of show. That's what I can say. I can say that it's probably good that, uh, that y'all waited to have two episodes in this in review um, because it's, it's just revving up the engines. You know, there's a, there's a lot of little things that have been mentioned already and a lot of little hints at what's going to be going on. But I think right now, this show is just kind of settling into what it's going to become. And that's not bad. I love that. And I love what it means for Star Wars. It has, this, this show has already teased some stuff that has some very long-reaching implications uh, and is already teasing some things that we've been wanting to see for a long time. Uh, so I'm cool with it moving a little slow. I'm cool with that. But it is a little slow to start. Fair, Courtney. I agree with you. I, 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 I agree with the, the slow pacing right now, the slow burn in the first two episodes. But again, I don't dislike that. You know, mm -hmm. We don't always have to be running like Greg Miller and uh, Andy Cortez. Sometimes I just like to take a nice stroll. And that's what the, the first two episodes have been so far. So I totally agree with you there. I think it's also weird as hell. And I love that, I, like, especially the second episode that we just watched last night. Like, it is getting into some weird stuff that I, I just personally really dig. We're only two episodes in. We have, what, five more episodes to go after this. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't know if I'm confident enough to say, like, if I think it's good yet, because I don't think we've seen enough. But I'm really enjoying the ride so far. Yeah. Yeah. How about I, you, Tim? It's, it's interesting for me, because I'm at a place where... I'm struggling to, dis to to say that I like it, or at least, you know what, I do like it. I'm struggling to say I really like it, and I think that the distinction there is I'm struggling because I know that I should love it. And I think that that's been an issue I've been having with a lot of the Disney Plus shows, mainly on the Star Wars side uh, of things, where it's like, I, I feel like there needs to be an animated included, um, and I and th this would translate to the MCU side with what if, uh, for what that means for the MCU shows. I feel like it is on Disney to give these shows a weight to a more mainstream audience to be like, no, 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 this is primetime viewing. This stuff matters. Like, this isn't optional. You need to watch this. And I feel like they've had enough moments early on that it doesn't feel required. It, it does very much feel like if you want it, it's there, but you don't need to watch it. And mm -hmm. I just don't like that for something like Star Wars, especially for live action TV shows that we've waited for forever uh, and hoping would one day happen. Having said that, like this show's kind of delivering the things that we'd want. I just think that this just proves once again how entitled and privileged we are to be getting so much of this content where we get to see Boba Fett come out of the Sarlacc pit and we're all kind of like, oh, this is neat. Instead of like, whoa, this is crazy. But I think we've all had 30 plus years or in whatever it is to like think about what Boba Fett returning could look like. And I think that it's a, a, a bigger problem with Star Wars overall where – you, you know, we talk about this a lot. There's the movies. They made their their decisions, whether it's the original trilogy, prequels, or sequels. All of them have their own pros and cons. Um, but with all of them, there are things that the audience latches onto that we want to see more of. So then the shows and books and comics need to find backwards-ass ways to make it make sense. It's like, oh, man, we like Darth Maul, but you killed him, so we got to make it make sense. Well, you liked Boba Fett, but we killed him. We got to make it make sense. Yo, excuse me. Darth Maul came back as a robot spider, and it was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, it was great. 
He was a robot spider, man. It's that's not bending over backwards. That's doing something wild. Here's, <laughs> Resurrected by his 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 brother who found him on like this uh, junk planet uh, yeah. with a little slug buddy. You know, like it's great. Well, put him right back together. He's a spider now. That's great. He should have kept the spider legs for for longer. I'm he's, just saying. He's a spider that talks like a Shakespearean villain now. Eat shit. This is what he is. It's the best. <laughs> I think, so, but that's the thing. I, it being no, the best and it say. working you're, are different things. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. Number one, you're wrong. It worked. Number two, <laughs> uh, number two, this is something that I talk about with people all the time, particularly when I was hosting the Star Wars show and everything. You know, uh, I'm somebody that people want to talk to about Star Wars a lot, which is a, which is a lovely thing because I like to talk about Star Wars. The comparison between Star Wars and Marvel, I think, is is going to happen. And I think it's very interesting because one thing that the MCU does not have going against it that I think Star Wars does sometimes is the weight of time and the expectation of certain things that have been imagined for such a long time or anticipated for such a long time. You know, we're talking about Boba Fett coming back and being like, well, it's moving a little slow, and I don't know, and it's kind of like interesting, and like I wanted Boba Fett to come back and fucking Boba Fett, and like, but remember, like, they're telling a good, well-paced sort of like Western crime story, and they're also introducing the idea of Boba Fett to two generations right now, you know, uh, or to people who are not so invested in what used to be the EU and is now, uh, you know, is now sort of like the uh, in the comics and the books and things like that. There are people that like, I've always said, Boba Fett, not one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Because in the films, he looks cool. And then a guy who can't see hits him with a stick and he falls into a hole. Like, if you're somebody who's only watched the movies, maybe you got to be convinced that Boba Fett's kind of a badass. You know, maybe you have to be told this story and maybe this has to be. So I think like we put a lot of weight onto Star Wars because it's such a multi-generational thing. And we put so much weight onto these characters because we've wanted a Boba Fett show and we've wanted the Boba Fett story for so long that, you know, we kind of hype ourselves out of just kind of like sitting down and like leaning into it and letting it be this weird Western Robert Rodriguez thing that it's going to be, which I absolutely love, you know? So that's, that's where I come in though with this, where I get stuck with the, I like it. And I'm hoping by the end of it, I I can say that I do really like the show in the same way that with Mandalorian season two, I did where I came Mm -hmm. in season one, I was left a little bit more in the, like, I'm happy it exists, but it's not quite hitting the mark for me. And then season two, as it like pretty early on, I would say it started giving me those hooks where I was like, I can't wait for next episode. Like I need to know what happens next, like every single week. And to me, I'm like that ended. I'm like, that was really good. I did really like that. Um, And I think that this show has the potential for it but early on it's uh like earlier you're saying it's a well-paced western i think that's my biggest issue with it critically is like i think the pacing in the show is is actually really really bad because of the flashbacks and because of the timing of the flashbacks and amount of the flashbacks it's just it's untraditional to end an episode in the flashback part and they've now done it twice and i kind of feel like it's giving us a lot of backstory that goes back to what I was saying earlier of them needing to find ways to explain what happened, but they're almost over explaining why he was acting like a Tuscan Raider in Mandalorian when we last saw him. Like, I feel like we can kind of put some of those things together. So they're yeah. already answering questions that we haven't been answering for thir- asking for 30 years that no one was really asking for two years. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Gonna, you know, I'm going to say this. And I said the same thing with, with season one of the Mandalorian too. 
It's TV now, baby. Relax. It's TV. Relax. Sit back. With this, we're going to get seven episodes, and then maybe we're going to get seven more. Maybe we're going to get this every year from now on. And so, like, let's just ease in. And I want it to be a little more exciting. And I do have, so, like, I do notice some of the things you're noticing about the pacing. And I am kind of like, maybe we keep some of this stuff a secret for a little longer, Boba. Maybe we just, you know, maybe we move a little forward. But um, I don't, I don't think I mind it as much. I think if it, I think you always want to wait. And this is why it's interesting that we're doing this now. You always want to wait for episode three. Episode three is where they is where they twist, right? Because if they do everything the same for three episodes, then that becomes the formula of the show, and people get bored. I think it'll be interesting to see how they change it up for episode three. See, that's interesting. And, and Baron, I, I want to get to you in just one sec. The last thing I want to say about uh, this conversation here is, you know, the 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 weight of Star Wars and stuff. Like mm -hmm. one of the things that we have talked about ad nauseum forever is it always goes back to Tatooine. It's always Tatooine. Blah 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 blah. And like, I'm not one of those people that necessarily think that that that's a bad thing. Like, it kind of makes sense to me, especially in the context of this show. Like. Boba Fett coming back to lead Jabba's palace is one of the coolest fucking things ever. Like I, the fact that that is what this show is about is just so damn cool. Um, mm -hmm. But then being back on Tatooine, I do think uh, means that I am most interested when you're giving me something that I haven't seen before. And this show so far has done that. The back history and lore world building of like them mentioning in episode two, like there used to be oceans here. And like the weird kind of visions that uh, Boba's getting, like was that tattooing with the oceans? That that's fucking cool to think about. Yeah. And I like that type of stuff. But then when the majority of both of these episodes kind of feels like a rehash of season two, episode one of Mandalorian, I I just feel like the show already feels too familiar to Mandalorian. Not just because there's a dude in Mandalorian armor, but because of the setting, because they're uh, with a a group of Tusken Raiders or Jawas facing off against these big monsters like it it just starts to feel like didn't i already see this and that to me is the thing that i can't wait to get out of because whenever they're in the present time and they're dealing with the crime lord stuff ming na wen is fantastic i am so much more invested and interested and the fact that we're getting comic characters black crest coming in Yo! i never thought we would see him in live action My and, boy, and me, i was like oh. i was like it is right. I was yeah. like, it is. Mm -hmm. like, well, it once is, you though. see the shoulder pads, like once you notice the shoulder like, pads, you're like, that's his. Yeah, and that was one of the things like hard to watch at midnight when you know my wife is in the same bed and I'm listening on my headphones, like watching on my uh, PlayStation, and I want to like get up and yell. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the way Robert Rodriguez meant for you to watch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on the like the big tv on okay, the playstation okay, okay. it's just I, I i had to like watch it on uh you know plug my headphones into the controller so i wouldn't wake anybody yeah. up but it was still one of those like i wanted to get up and yell and it was like i had to be so quiet about it because that was like i i can't believe this character who was like so um i wouldn't say like a huge character character but like someone who's been huge throughout game. the entire comics of like afra vader even like uh popping into the main star wars comic uh comic book series like that was such a cool moment and knowing that like him and boba like i don't know if like their history is huge but they do know each other and like they have mm -hmm. like worked together in some like uh context before so like yeah like those moments i totally agree with you tim of like finally getting to like where he's at right now in this whole like crime lord uh syndicate thing on tattooing you know meeting with these uh hut twins who i'm not familiar Which is with. cool as hell yeah with, like yeah. super cool like i loved that exchange that whole scene was 
super fun. I, I yeah, I love. Uh, I, I forget her character name. Uh, give but... me full on Grabala. Give me yeah. give me Master Shake yeah. Grabala the Hut. Make him canon. Bring him to Tatooine. And that's bring what, me Grabala the Hut. And and like I, I get the complaint of like especially with uh, two episodes in a row, like having these flashback sequences and having them take up so much time of an episode and ending with flashbacks. Like, I I, I kind of get what you're coming at from. The only complaint I have with the flashbacks is like we always have to telegraph it by going to the the uh, ugliest transition of all uh, time. Well, the, but also like he's always got to be in the the Bantha tank to like for us to go into the flashbacks. It's like all right. Um, but I, I kind of like it because I, I feel like, especially with the second episode, uh, with the whole uh, train sequence and uh, them facing off against Pikes and him t telling them, like, hey, like, fuck off. You have to pay these, like, uh, you know, in indigenous people to, like, come through here and uh, use their land. Uh, so, yeah. you know, go back to your uh, crime lord and, like, he's got to pay up now. And, like, I, I feel like there's going to be little things that may connect those two sides, like I, I feel like there is a, a reason that we're getting these flashbacks, not just to show him coming out of the Sarlacc pit and stuff like that. I like, you know, it, it, the flashbacks it's are hidden. less. It's hidden in the theme song, <clears throat> like you heard it, right? Like it's well, in the. What are you we'll talking get about? to it. We'll get to it. Well, we'll get to it. But okay. go ahead, finish your thought. But like, the the flashbacks for me so far, and maybe I'm reading too much into it as I usually do with Star Wars, but like. It's less about like, oh, how is he a, a Tuscan Raider? Uh, why was he so Tuscan Raider like in episode whatever it was in Mandalorian Seven. season two? But like, uh, it's more of like, this man is at the lowest of his fucking low, and he needs to like, and he's learning of like appreciating this land more that maybe he's taken for granted before. Uh, there's also uh, some interesting, th they keep alluding to like, is still his grief with his father, uh, which I'm interested to see like if that connects anymore. Cause it's like, Omega. The, yeah. Omega. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe a little bit of uh, Omega. Um, <clears throat> but I, I really like that. We're just, we're slowly seeing, uh, in the flashback era, at least of just like this man at fucking rock bottom and slowly just, integrating himself more into the to the land and the people uh and respecting that before he decides like i i need to be the crime ruler here and i need to like there are people i need to protect here and i want to mm -hmm. do that and i also like you know want to put people in their place as well um which that that's why i really dig the 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 sequences of the, yeah. the flashbacks especially in episode two i thought i thought that whole flashback sequence was really really cool yeah i think i think you know, whereas, whereas the Mandalorian, the first season was about finding the armor, finding the equipment, refinding your place. I think for Boba Fett, it's kind of interesting because it's like, it's like for people like me who, when I was a kid, it was like, yeah, cool armor. You didn't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? When I saw the, when I first saw the movies and then of course, like in throughout the prequels and the Clone Wars cart, like you get more of an idea of who Boba is, but like, I love the idea of we have stripped you of everything that makes Boba Fett cool. We have stripped you of all your advantages. Interesting, just which is simply the armor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's a yeah. good point. Yeah, I and I uh, love and that was like such a that uh, that's a great point because like, I remember thinking of that. Are, yeah, and know? I remember thinking that like when they're on top of the train and they're you know they're fighting the pikes and you know the the one Tuscan raider like rams its speeder into like the back half of the train and stuff like that Sick. and he's on top and he's fighting and he's just in these white rags and he hasn't changed whatsoever like he's still in these white rags uh, just dirty and dry as hell. No one will give this man any moisture. <laughs> 
And it was one of those moments where it's like, Boba the character is cool now. Not just the, like a, a, him earning this like relearning who he is as a warrior, uh, specifically in the like Tuscan Raider uh, kind of like flashback sequences. I was like really, really into that um, of like how that whole build up and him kind of respecting them as warriors and learning all about that. I just, yeah, I, I'm, I adore it. And of course, you know, the, yeah. the drug trip that he goes on a, a, a little bit <laughs> after that, it was just. Did not weird. expect the lizard to go in the brain. I just <laughs> simply didn't. When I saw it, I was like, what are they doing with this? Did not expect it to go in his nose at all. Question for you guys as big fucking star Wars nerds. It, is that lizard that thing we've seen before? Is that the East Salamari or whatever? Oh, the anti-force lizards? Because those are the only lizards I've ever known. I, I also thought it was so. weird I that this show had a rat in it, just a straight no, up rat. <laughs> I think this. I, yeah, I think this. I think this is a new thing. Uh, you know, one of the one of the things that um, Dave Filoni has always been a big proponent of, and uh, I think I think John Favreau and Robert Rodriguez feel the same way. Is like. There are some things that were in early Star Wars that we threw away as jokes and threw like characters that we threw away as jokes and 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 cultures that we threw away as jokes. And we didn't we didn't mean to connect that to real world cultures, but they kind of did a little bit, you know? Because if when you when you talk about Tuscan Raiders like sort being sort of based on Bedouins, you know, or or other people that that live in the desert, and you kind of turn them into like a a screamy, like <laughs> gun mummy joke, like that's a little weird. But I, I love the idea of taking them and giving them an entire um, cultural and spiritual history that sort of involves. And dude, fucking Dave Filoni loves a vision quest, doesn't he? Like he, <laughs> dude, the dude loves a vision quest. It, it, is it a really lizard? Does. Is it a door into another world? Is it a planet <laughs> that's not really a planet? You're going to have a vision, my dude, and it's going to be wacky. It's going to be wacky as shit. Dave loves that shit, man. Yeah. He really loves the vision quest in uh, Empire Strikes Back where Luke goes into the... Oh, my the, God. Yeah, like, that, that's probably one of his what favorite What if scenes. the cave, but three episodes of Clone Wars? You know what I mean? <laughs> like... <laughs> um, yeah, so I... I I think that's something new and I and I love I do like the I do like the flashback sequences as a way to show respect for the Tuscans who are now not Tuscan Raiders they're Tuscans right yeah. and you know even the even the making of your own the making of your own staff as like a rite of passage. Yeah, and I Pretty and cool. I liked that because it was it reminded me of like the uh, the comic where it explains that C three PO has his red arm in Force Awakens, mm -hmm. and that's how they sold that comic was like you get to learn how he got the red arm, and everybody was like why? But then when you read the comic, there's an actual like because like, cool it's story. good. Yeah, there's a cool story being told there, and that was the only way that they knew how to sell that cool story to a bunch of mm -hmm. dumb internet comic book nerds, right? And so I I loved that moment of them building the staff because it reminded me of that because like yeah you could say it's like we didn't need to know like how he got the staff but i love that like they they walked him through like the kind of like importance of like making mm -hmm. your own weapon uh well, and like and him like carving literally every little detail like I, I i really loved that scene yeah and it's showing a parallel between all of these cultures right like this the part the point of this flashback is i think showing Boba Fett turning from a bounty hunter into somebody who respects other people and like understands a little bit about like, oh, we're all kind of the same. Mm -hmm. And the idea of the idea of build your saber, build mm -hmm. your staff, 
you know, you're a samurai, you have to sharpen your own blade. Like all of these things are connected, right? Yeah. You're a you're a gunslinger, but service and build your revolver. Like these are all things with like warrior class stuff. Um, and I love that they throw all that stuff into here. And I, I, and I love that Tuscan tradition. I, I, and I love that we get it with Boba because uh, like the last time mm-hmm. we've significantly seen him as a character and not a background guy who's got cool armor is like he was a teenager almost and he was mm-hmm. kind of a shitty kid. And he's yeah. just like doesn't respect anybody or any like just anything. And he's just like this. Uh, I, I feel like the last time we significantly saw him was like. Clone Wars and him doing like other like being yeah. a gun for hire oh, kind of dude. Yeah, it was like on Aura Singh's ship. I think is the last time we saw him. Right? <sighs> There's a couple of epi- there. I think he's in like two or three arcs, and they all kind of blend together. Uh, to yeah. Me. Um. And so, but we we saw him. He at was some the, point. He, he was a little smoosh face kid. He was yeah, a and he was a piece kid. of shit. And I love that we're getting this with like him as like an adult who has gone through. The worst kind of shit and is like actually taking the time to, you know, learn about himself and others. And uh, yeah, I I think that's really cool. But before we move on, let me tell you about our sponsors. Using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in your car while you run into the gas station. You're probably fine, but it could be a disaster. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, you're basically giving someone else the keys to your personal data, like your passwords, your financial details, the passwords to your financial life. And it doesn't even take much technical knowledge for someone to hack you. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your data and the world that it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past. Plus, it's super easy to use. You just open the app and press a single button. I've been using it. Kind of funny. He's been using it. It's keeping our internet safe. And I love that. I love it so much. I love how easy it is to use. And I love that I just don't even need to worry about it. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months for free by going to expressvpn.com slash kind of funny funny. What would it feel like if we were finally free of high interest loans or credit card debt? Well, Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're looking to pay off credit cards, consolidate high interest debt, or fund some personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking only at your credit score, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate. One of my really good friends did exactly this, and it helped him out so much, just consolidating all of his debt into one place allowed him to focus and just take care of it and now he's debt free thanks to upstart find out how upstart can lower your monthly payments today and when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny that's upstart.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use our url to let them know that we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credits income and certain other information provided in your loan application upstart.com slash kind of funny there's so much going on right now whether it's stuff you're excited about like traveling or stuff you'd rather avoid like traffic you can't always control the vibes out there but you can control the vibes in your own head when you've got a pair of raycon wireless earbuds in your ears uh with raycon's new everyday earbuds they look feel and sound better than ever uh one of my best friends james burke he loves these things he's always out there when he's running when he's playing his baseball he's a baseball coach so he does a lot of those two things and raycon's new everyday earbuds look feel 
and sound better than ever. They've got an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for a perfect in-ear fit. Plus, you get three new sound profiles, so the sound is great no matter what you're listening to, whether it's a podcast like this one or some hip-hop or some rock or anything in between. Right now, Kind of Funny listeners, you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash kindoffunny to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. So that's the thing that I do find really cool about this is the fact that we have so much backstory and lore and footage of other movies and events that have happened, like getting the the random flashes of Camino and seeing like the waves crash against it and all that. And like just like the alternate shots from uh, episode three of him holding his dad's uh, helmet and all that stuff. It, I, or, yeah, episode two. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so awesome that like we they they have that they have that footage. It reminds me of like um, with the MCU shows, like with with Hawkeye, like being able to go back and have moments from like Black Widow and all this shit. It just these are things or the Avengers, like these are things that exist. Um, and I, I think that that's really rad. On top of Bad Batch having just happened, obviously mm-hmm. these shows. Um, you said at the top of this show, Carboni, but like it really is about that connective tissue. Like this show is not necessarily for the mainstream, and I don't think that that's the right move. But it's the move they're making, and Filoni is continuing to Filoniize all of this stuff. Yeah, but I um, but I think it is for the mainstream too. I think if you were somebody who didn't know very much about Boba Fett and you started watching this show, like like we it's all confusing go confusing like, as hell. We all go like, oh, it's our favorite Wookiee. Yay. But like, you don't need to know. Like, you don't need to know that. I think you could probably watch this with just the movies and like the uh, the movies in the Mandalorian and be like, I get I, I get what's going on. I don't get everything, but yeah. that's OK. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's, it's complicated because I'm not saying that it needs to be like dumbed down to the point of anybody can watch this without watching just anything else why you and hate enjoy Star Wars. it. <laughs> no, I just I want to I like, want to be. I, it's, I know you want to like, like Star Wars and you don't, and I get it. It's no. it's <laughs> not no. Honestly, it's not that. I really do like Star Wars, and um, I really I I'm enjoying this. I am excited <laughs> to see where it goes. I'm I am very hopeful actually that it's going to no. like stick the landing. I just think the problem is. Star Wars has to be so many different things to so many different people yes. because of what it is. And that is the issue is that like what I'm saying I want out of it is not necessarily what someone else that matters just as much as me mm-hmm. wants. And so that's why I think that it kind of gets pulled in a bunch of ways because um, what I'm saying is hypocritical because uh, I watched it with Gia who likes Star Wars. Definitely, definitely not like us. Uh, and she watched all the movies. She's watched all the shows. She's, you know, she's mm-hmm. caught up has, at this point, watched them all multiple times. Right. Thanks to in review. She lives with um, you. Right. But it, it. It, exactly. <laughs> but it's like the way that this show starts and it's like him in the Starlight pit. We're all like, they're doing it. This is all happening. But it's like to normal people. It's like, okay, we just saw the Mandalorian. There's this armor. There was the Boba Fett guy, but the same dude, there's the Tusken Raiders. There's just so much shit that when they deal with the flashbacks, yeah. it like, yeah. it's not clear. It's clear as day to us. And that's the know. thing. That it's complicated. I don't know. I think even if you had only watched The Mandalorian, if the first Star Wars thing you had ever watched with The Mandalorian, you'd be like, that's that guy Boba Fett from The Mandalorian. Ooh, he was trapped in a giant worm. Oh, those little guys but, from The Mandalorian took his armor. But okay. the giant worm thing is, is the thing that like... Oh, sure, the giant worm is weird if you've yeah. never seen. But like, <laughs> whatever, he was in a giant worm, man. He's out of it now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I do get what you're. I, I, I get the. I, I get where you're saying because the thing that I was thinking about last night to going into chapter two, and I, I know this is a, a very on the nose comparison, but you know the book of Boba Fett reminds me of like reading 
like actual like the Ahsoka book or um, you know like the the new Thrawn trilogy and stuff like that. Like it's very you know in the weeds on like a certain details and it it's not for everybody uh for sure and it, it, you know yeah. i think there are aspects that like is a little harder to sell on the mainstream but that's kind of what i enjoy about it and i know that's you know probably not best translated to a tv show but this this show does remind me of like maybe they had an idea for a book and they're like, well, we just brought him back in like a, a different show. Like let's make his own show. Cause it feels, you know, it's very slow. There's not a lot going on. There's a lot of inner thought and like just sitting with emotions and stuff like that. But I, I again, I totally understand of like, yeah. maybe, maybe doing that isn't the, the, you know, the best thing to bring in everybody, but, I really love well, it. Well, hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. I want to say this because I don't want it, like, I started this and where it got caught out, it sounds like I'm being negative on it. I like this interconnective shit they're doing. I just don't think it works for everybody. Tim but I think, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> for me, it works really well with this where I'm interested <laughs> that we are getting this this point where every line of dialogue matters. They are building out yeah. this flow universe. It is what it is. And if you look at this show for what it is, not what you want it to be, what you think it should be for this person, that mm -hmm. person, for what it is, it's like there's a lot to to – be excited about and especially yeah. as they introduce comic characters like black crest i'm like cool that opens up my world of like they could do anything mandalorian season two ended with luke skywalker they can do anything they can but do on anything. top of that they can introduce the twins and you're like who the fuck are the twins is there any twins that we know and it ends up being two fucking huts like yeah. i love that that they they're kind of like playing with our expectations in ways that already are i feel like they're delivering success stories where i'm like okay cool i am interested in where all this might be potentially going uh in this world and the idea that like by the end of the season where are we are the like yeah. is, does bobo like rule tatooine and like are the the, the tuscans like now like a respected group that are welcome to the city like it's kind I'm of putting cool. money down right now saying that boba fett at the end of this at the end of this season is not the daimyo of tatooine I, I'm I'm putting I'm putting money down right now that he does not stay in power either because he's kicked out or he decides that he doesn't like it. But I want to say like in terms of starting out episode one here and talking about this connective tissue and like did this start as a book? Did this start as whatever? These are some uh, these seem like some really long laid plans for me. So the theme song actually includes John Powell's theme from Solo for the Crimson Dawn. So that's uh, fucking awesome. I didn't notice that, but it, it would make so much sense for them to be involved. The Crimson Dawn theme is in there. We know that Maul runs the Crimson Dawn right now. I have a feeling if they had gotten to do... Well, he doesn't anymore. Maul is very much dead. That's right. He's dead again. He's he's so, actually, well, he's he's most he's likely dead, he's dead, dead, now. dead, 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 dead. So I have a feeling if Solo had gotten to continue and we had gotten Solo sequels, a lot of the things we're going to see in this Boba Fett series about crime syndicates, introducing the Star Wars underworld, these are things that they've wanted to introduce. There were TV shows that were planned that were canceled. There were movies that were planned. There was 1313, the Boba Fett game that was canceled all this stuff that was supposed to introduce us to the to the to the underworld to the crime to the nitty gritty like this is what regular people are doing to survive in star wars this is what we're getting tied into right now and i think by the time we get to the end of this season a lot of that is going to be kind of like laid open we're already seeing how tied up in a lot of different political and 
syndicate sort of interest. Even Tatooine is. And there ain't shit going on on Tatooine. <laughs> right? And it's all, we're we already know. embroiled in like 87,000 things by the end of it. And even if, you, even if you don't know anything about Star Wars, you're looking at the Twi'leks and you're like, yo, what is up with these Twi'leks? How come they're all shady? So you know cool. what I mean? What's going on with Jennifer Beale, by the way. Oh, my God. I love her. I want to see her character so much more. I hope that she is integral into whatever the hell's going on. Something that I love about Twi'leks and what, they, what, they're, what they're doing in this show is, like, if you don't know much about it and all you know is, like, the Mandalorian again or, or like, whatever, it's kind of interesting because we know through the history of, 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 the, of the Twi'leks that, like, they were subjugated, they were conquered, they were, uh, they were kind of destroyed, but they used to be a very proud, you know, and, and a very, just like all these other cultures, they were proud cultures. So we're seeing, you know, 30 years after the original trilogy, where Twi'leks are slave dancing girls and things like that, they put themselves back into power, but they put themselves back into power in these places where, like, they don't look like they have power because they don't want to be too threatening, right? And I love that. I love Jennifer Bill's like, I just run this and we run it at your leisure and I j I'm here for you. Or the major domo who's like pretending that, oh, I just speak for the mayor. I don't have any power. Oh, which by the way, the dude from Veep as that guy is fucking crushing. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's one of those things where like, I, I like his performance. It just mm -hmm. feels very un-Star Wars, which I think might be a good thing. Like, I'm, yeah. it's, like it's different. We're getting welcome to a different side of all this stuff, but I'm getting vibes of uh of that, that the woman from Tatooine in uh, yeah, the Mandalorian. In Mandalorian, mm -hmm. uh, what's her face? Shit. Where I'm just like, I, yeah. this doesn't feel quite right to me, but I don't know. Uh, it's fun. With, it's fun. With, with all the, the the crime syndicate stuff, Carboni, right? That they're we're, we're getting teases of. You know, we're, we're seeing these these hot twins. We 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 saw the Pikes. Boba kicked the mm -hmm. shit out of them. Does Amelia Clark come back? Hundred percent. So. Yeah. And now look, I'm always the hype guy. That's always like a hundred percent of things that end up not happening. The Doctor Strange, I said a hundred percent was in the WandaVision finale. He was not. But you know what? I'm saying it right now. Hundred percent, Amelia Clark as Kira in this show. We've said it for years, Barrett. Mm -hmm. Not in Star this show. Wars Solo, a Star Wars movie, whatever the fuck it was called. Story yeah. <laughs> should have been a show, and it could have been a really good show. Yeah. Episodically, that could have made a lot of sense. Yeah. Have every single episode. How Solo got his name. Maybe we don't need that one. But like how Solo met Chewie. How Solo did this. How Solo mm -hmm. did that. It could have been super rad. So taking those ideas into an episodic thing, which it seems like they're already kind of start. I think it's going to happen. Do we see Harrison Ford? How, no. Have they met in the comments? Do we see not Harrison Ford, Alden Ehrenreich? Other guy. No. Time on guys, that would make no sense. No, the time. No, no, no. Yeah, Listen, yeah, he's, he just age him up a little bit. That's fine. I... I don't know that we, I don't think we see Kira in this. We know that they're working on the Lando series. I think we see her in Lando. Interesting. I, I don't think Lando think gets canceled. Really? Oh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about not. that. I, listen, I'll tell you what, for all the, for all the hiccups and jump starts and things like that, that, that some of the movie productions seem to have um, from the outside, the TV stuff is like, the TV stuff is going pretty smoothly. Obviously we had a little bit of a problem with Gina Carano. Yeah. Obviously. But other than that, it's going pretty smoothly. Um, the TV stuff seems to be doing pretty well. I think, obviously, every 
everything changes all the time, and I think it depends a lot on how this series does too, but I think Lando still happens. Mm. I think Lando still, more than anything, I think just because he loved being Lando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had so much fun doing it. Some of the best so part great. of that movie. So good. Yeah. So damn good. Uh, Joe Mar- uh, Mertens in the, the Patreon chat says, Amy Sedaris, that's who we're thinking yes. of. Yeah. Oh, I loved Amy Sedaris. <sighs> Listen, get a little weird. Have a little fun, man. Make it a little weird. It, I think it that's works okay. With, it works with me now with the Twi'lek. It did not work for me for Amy Sedaris. But, oh, know, I love Amy Sedaris. <laughs> Amy Sedaris is this weird lady who looks like Ripley and is like, is she going to steal that baby? <laughs> like, I loved it. It was so good. They have such a good track record for pulling in comedic performers and really doing something with them. Uh, Matt Berry as the droid in the palace. That's great. I loved him all the way through this and then you know uh richard adeoye as as the droid in the mandalorian i'm just like they just keep pulling in all these really hilariously fun people and putting them in there and i think they work every time (laughs) (laughs) going back to the uh, crimson dawn stuff because i I do think that it'd be interesting for them to to go back to that i think it would make sense potentially storyline wise with where we're building to and also i that feels like one of the most open-ended storylines uh at least things that were like yeah. developed in the movies that they, we haven't they really could gone go, back they to. could go anywhere with it you know yeah so that's all really interesting to me uh barrett i know you've been keeping up with the comics more than i have the war of the bounty hunters story arc going on i know that kira is involved in that um as well and that they're they're not happen. familiar is that like something oh. that's going on right now that's it's, in the comics, yeah. Yeah, it's been the, the last like couple months or whatever. But oh yeah, uh, no. the, the question I have for, for you guys is do we know has Kira seen Han Solo since Solo? Because I don't think so. As far as we as far as we know, no. Okay. As far as as far as we know, they never ran into each other again. But I always had I mean, obviously the way solo ended. I really thought like if they had gotten to make a trilogy out of it, I really think I really think that the thing that turns Han into a hard hearted scoundrel, I always thought he was going to have to go up against Kira as the head of a syndicate. Yeah, and I, I really wanted to, to see that. That's cool. Yeah. So cool. that's that's what I always that's where I always thought they were leading with it. Let's let's go around. I want to uh, have some fun here. All right. Mm. For stupid fun cameos of, of people like showing up. Do we think Kira shows up in this show? I no. say yes. Anthony no. says no. Barrett. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I does Han Solo show up in I, this show? I think we get an implication of the Kira character. I don't think we see I, I don't think we see Amelia Clark's face in the show. Okay. God, I, 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 I think would, we do. Listen, I wanna be wrong, Tim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want you to this know that I want to be wrong this on this. This is just so for bad. fun on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, yeah, yeah. but I want you to know. I I just don't see it happen. But God, I want it to happen. <laughs> I loved Kira so much. Yeah, she was a really fascinating character. Do we see Han Solo in any form? No. Actually, no, 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 no. Do we see Harrison Ford? No, no shot. I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah. no. I'm gonna say no as well. If we see younger Han Solo at all throughout uh, the rest of Star Wars, they're gonna try to. Get, they're probably going to go the Aaron Reich route. Yeah. And, uh, but okay, Barrett, do you think we see him? In this show? No. Okay. I think if we okay. see him, that'll, they'll save that for Lando. Do you guys think we see Watto? Mm. How can we? He's just so small. <laughs> He's so tiny. There's no way to see him with the human eye. 
I'd like to see a Toydarian. I don't think it's Watto. Mm. Mm. I feel like at this point, Watto's got to be dead. There's no way he survived this long. Somebody had to have killed Watto by now. Yeah. It's been 30. It's been a little over 30 years at this point. Fuckers got to There was a legacy story. How long do Toydarians live? <laughs> I don't, he was That's already pretty like older, too. Yeah. Already in episode one. That's a good question. In a legacy story, Vader came back and killed him. But as far as I know, in canon currently, he might be alive. Who knows? Who knows? Dude, if I had say... ever done, if I had ever even looked at Anakin Skywalker wrong his entire life, I'd be so worried. So totally. <laughs> I'd be so worried, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I gave him like, if I gave him the wrong change, like if I was at, if I was the cashier at Dexter's Diner and I gave him the wrong change one day, or he asked for a chalky milk and I and I fucked up and gave him a regular milk, I'd be like, I'm dead. It's just a matter of time. So I, I I'm gonna say yes to Watto. Are you both saying no? I'm saying no to Watto. I'm saying no to Watto. And then I, this is just getting ahead. I just want to, this on record now that we're recording. Do we see Dexter in the Kenobi series? Fuck yes. I think Dexter <laughs> is all over the Kenobi series. I think it's eight episodes of Dexter fucking Jetster. That dude's got a past. He's got to have a buddy who's like in the know, <laughs> uh, like in like the, you know, the, the, um, it's called the outer rim. What's the what's the more like central planets? Carboni. What do they oh, call that God. area? Uh, the inner rim. Whatever. Whatever the, you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the inner rim where you put where you put your lime juice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and so he's got to have like a man on the inside, and I think Dex will will definitely be uh, be that man. Uh, we got to see him. Uh, Omega. Oh, the core, the, not, the, not, not the core planets. Because oh, he no, was on the core, the core planet. It's called the core, right? And then there's the outer, yeah. And then there's the outer rim, and then there's wild space. Yeah. So he was like, wild, he was on Coruscant, which is a which is a core planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the core of the core planets as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he's got to have a, like a, a man on the inside. I think that'll be his link for sure. Will be Dex, uh, Omega, for this. Oh series. yeah, good call. I don't know. I I, feel I think the it's fact too early they... to cast her uh, in a live action role. I think they they probably are still trying to figure out how to develop her more in her own series uh, with Bad Batch. But mm. here's here's a follow up. Clones, clone troopers. Do we see any of our favorite clone boys? Mm. We know some of them survive. Do we see do we see a, an elderly Rex or anything like that? No, you know? I'm gonna say no just because I don't think it's at least for right now in the story that they're telling in the first two episodes of this Boba Fett show, I don't see how it will be significant for Boba's character to introduce them. That's fair. See, I'm gonna say yes, because the fact that they gave Tamora his own show, they're gonna wanna have the fun moment of him acting against himself. Yeah, it's a matter of where they think it's appropriate pacing wise. Yeah. If there's a way to introduce like a in second a or third, you know, of mm -hmm. Boba Fett, I, 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 yeah, I, I guess I'm not confident right the now. The reason I'm a little like, uh, like cocky about uh, some of these predictions is that I don't think there's going to be a season two of this. I, I think that this is going to be a, a one, one and done, done one. You think and then Mandalorian season three is going to be the closest thing to a season two we get of this, yeah. where it's like, it so is kind of like. Uh, this is a limited series, and then these characters cross-pollinate throughout the rest of the star wars tv stuff yeah yeah 
Yeah, because I guess that's the thing is like really looking at the the layout of these shows over the next couple of years. Like the fact that Bad Batch happened and did introduce Omega and have the Camino Camino gets destroyed, or at least that <laughs> city on Camino so uh, Such a good gets scene. destroyed. Yeah, that was so dope. So damn dope. But with that, I feel like with what they're showing uh, in this, like they're going to have to connect Omega to the Mandalorian timeline at some point. Yeah. Uh, or I feel like they wouldn't have introduced her otherwise mm-hmm. um, or like kept her alive. Um, She's just set up as too as as too important to be to only be in Bad, Bad Batch, Batch yeah. or only be in animated stuff, yeah. which, yeah. which well, sounds and, and, dismissive. Which sounds dismissive, but I'm not being dismissive of the animated stuff. I just mean eventually, it's all one canon, so all this stuff has to cross over. And if somebody is very important, yeah. And if they're going to do a crossover between an animated show and a live action show, they're going to make it live action. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think the I think we'll get live action Omega eventually. I don't know if like it's it you know in season one of of Book of Boba or you know in the Book of Boba Fett. I think they'll want to do a, at least another season of Bad Batch, get a little bit more of her character before we see a, a crossover with her in a, a live action thing. So here, here's something interesting that uh, you just sparked my memory on is we do know Bad Batch season two is happening. So mm-hmm. the fact that that's a reality means that like, okay, maybe they might hold it for later, but season one. So when we think about the pacing of the, or the, the, the release schedule of these shows, having Mandalorian, having Mandalorian season two, then Bad Batch, then this, who was in Bad Batch as kind of like cameo characters, Fennec, right? Yeah. Who was Fennec facing off against? Cad Bane. That's what everybody wants. Who does Cad, yeah, and I feel like that Ooh. they're gonna connect that into this. Do we I, see Cad Bane in this? Especially with, I, like, wasn't there a cut Cad Bane Boba Fett fight at some point from Clone Wars? I just look Cad Bane. I know it's all Western. I know it's all space Western. I know it's all you know. I know that's is that the too. Is that getting the, too Western for you, Carboni? Cad Bane has always been. I don't mind Cad Bane in animated stuff. I just feel, and I understand he's very well loved, and I get that, and I love Cad Bane too, but like, it's just a little too on the nose and silly. He's got oh. that big, he's got that big cowboy hat, and he's just, I don't know, man, and his, and his weird space six shooters, and I just, I love him and maybe we keep him animated. I don't know. I, I, th- I think they could I do know. it. I think they could do it, especially because, like, if they could pull off bringing Ahsoka into live action and making Ahsoka's me... different. Ahsoka's very different. I know it's different, but s- stick with me here of, like, mm-hmm. because I love Ahsoka. Like, Ahsoka is my favorite Star Wars character. If they could bring her over to live action and not make me want to tear my hair out. I feel like they can do it with Cad Bane, and it and it feel earned, and it feel not out of place, especially for the super Western Boba Fett-style show. Then where's my Grabala the Hutt live-action series <laughs> is what I'm asking. Capote <laughs> out here asking the real questions. I, I'm excited. The Cad Bane episode of Bad Batch is uh, one of my favorite episodes it's of the, so the season. So, And, and I, I totally forgot that Fennec was very key in that so that's kind of cool and i'm i'm hopeful that we see something happen here we have five episodes left in this show so we are really still in the the beginning moments like do you guys expect um to to kind of wrap this up here do you guys expect that we're going to get uh many more flashbacks or do you think that now that we've kind of ended this episode seeing him in the outfit that we meet him in in mandalorian that it's it's like kind of maybe one or two more scenes to just finalize it and move on 
Yeah, I think I think they start to become minimized. I'm not going to say that we don't see any more because certainly they want to. We don't know how much time passed between escaping the Scarlack Pit and getting to where he is now, right? We know he got his armor back. We know he helped. We know he helped the uh, uh, the the Tuscans. How long did it take from there for him to get where he is? Did he stay with the Tuscans? Did he go off world a little bit? Why is he? in constant pain why does he need the back to tank all the time i think yeah. there are, i think there are a couple important things that we still haven't seen especially but like how they're... did how did he get his ship back and stuff like that like because that's how he follows mando in uh in season two like they so i i think there's little things like that i don't know like how in depth it'll go is like especially like moving on with like how much uh they they might want to tell with like what's going on with him trying to be a, a like a crime lord I feel like we at least, at least need like a solidified goodbye with the with the Tuscans, mm-hmm. as like we need that, and then I feel like past that, I I I feel like we'll we'll see less and less flashbacks. But I'm gonna miss that weird green that weird green effect. That they <laughs> why do. why are they doing that? I don't, I don't know. know. I, like I, I think I, it's supposed again. to be like. Medical backed up pain, yeah, and like that's and it's the look like, of it. Again, why do we always need to be like? I get it. It's like he's having these dreams, but like, does do we always need to like do the same shot of the bantha tank? And it's like he's got to be laying down. He's like shaking a little. Like I don't need that every time. Just like what? I, can I tell you what it. I do love though? What I do love is Fennec feels the same way about it that we do. We're like he 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 sits up and he's like the dreams are here again. She's like. Cool, put on some pants. People are here to see you. I don't have time to do your dream journal with you, my guy. Uh, question I have for you guys. Who were those two people um, that were at the, the bar or whatever it was um, when the the, guy, the gang came in and the, the boyfriend kind of stood up and was like. Oh, yeah. And he was just like, it's not right. It's not yeah. fair. You drank my drink. Oh. Are they supposed to be people or. Because I, I feel like there was a lot of like attention given to them, where it it made me feel like I no, I think it was just know who they are. I think it was no. just more of just laying the scene of like there are a couple of normies, uh, local normies, and they're being you know bullied by this biker gang. Yeah, how much gotcha. do the syndicates really own, and the crime families really own this planet and everywhere on this planet? We were seeing that, like we were just being shown how much it affects everybody's everyday life. Oh, the chat. The chat's saying that it's Cammy and Fixer, Luke's childhood friends from a deleted scene in episode four. Oh. Interesting. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I don't know if they're fucking with me or not. <laughs> <laughs> they're credited. Uh, they're credited oh, as shit. such, says Donnie C. Oh, my gosh. Is it Cammy and Fixer? That's so funny. It didn't need to be. Yeah, it didn't need <laughs> to be. I feel like they. Uh, I feel like that. Like them being named Cammy and Fixer is was more of like an afterthought of like who can we name these characters? Like ah, just make them Luke's uh, childhood friends, and that's I think that's a, a, probably as much thought as they put into it. That's so funny. Yeah, it didn't need to be them. I guess it's cool <laughs> that it was. Wait, that's also, fun. Uh, Zpol Six Gaming saying that that was Tashi Station. Yeah, which that's where you go for your power converters. Yeah. There, wasn't it like more like a bar? I mean, Tashi Station, you you can imagine, is going to be a, a a big central hub, right, for people coming mm, and going. Oh, okay, okay, got um, it. Imagine, got it, got imagine it. a big train station. Imagine a train station or a center of commerce or a bus station or a truck stop. 
Like there aren't a lot of places on Tatooine to go get a drink, you know? God. I I love that these shows are happening and that they're just like Filoni and John Favreau are just like, all right, we're referencing everything. <laughs> like you think you think this is Everyone's fan fiction? Important. Oh man, it's fan reality now, baby. <laughs> Everyone's important. Wait, but he we're was credited in Tad Bane. Fuck you. <laughs> he was credited as as fixer and not Lays. That's man. This is interesting. I love you. This is one of those moments where I'm just like, yo, are they planning like five years down the road, the fucking cami and fixer, a star Wars story. What's going on? They don't plan things in star Wars. Ladies and gentlemen, this (laughs) has been the kind of funny screencast. Thank you so much for joining us. We will return next week with an episode three review recap, whatever you want to call this. We're just having fun, hanging out, talking about star Wars coming up with outlandish theories that inevitably we're going to be disappointed when they don't happen. But you know what? That's life nowadays. Uh, But we'll also be very excited if they do happen. So with that, I love you all. Let us know in the comments below what you thought. And until next time, goodbye.